It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. And away we go. Welcome to Here's Your Freaking Podcast with the Jason Lee and Clug Show. Thanks for uh, being a part of the podcast. Remember, you can stay up to date. We've got loads of podcasts available, plus all of our social media and video links and anything else that you might need to kind of tide you over. Just head over to jlnkshow.com. All right, what do we got on the old podcast today? We're going to talk about winter penis, and it's real, and it's affecting you right now. We talked about summer penis a handful of months ago. We're going to talk about why sex on the first date is a good idea. We're going to talk about some common sexual fantasies. We'll look at why you have them and what sort of a fucking freak it makes you. Uh, And then we got some people uh, putting things into their body and taking things out. So we'll get to those uh, towards the end of the podcast. And that includes the worst person on the planet kind of tied together with... uh, some butt stuff in there, so ah. we'll cover all of that. A uh, quick update. Uh, maybe we mentioned this on the podcast. I know we talked about it on the Terrestrial Radio Show a couple of weeks ago. Uh, there was a, a group, a couple dozen or so, pornography professionals who were in trouble. They went to shoot one of their movies at a mansion, and uh, the owner of the mansion found out what was going on and kicked them out, and that drove them to a local travel lodge. Could you imagine having a mansion and then deciding to rent it out and you find out, oh my God, they're going to fucking do all kinds of weird shit all over my mansion. Well, I learned if you Get read out. if you read the Motley Crue book, uh, The Dirt, um, it happens more often than you think. Uh, they talk about it many times. Uh, Where you're watching a porno, you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. That's my vanity. That That's one of the ways that they kind of help pay for stuff like that is they allow people to shoot movies in those big houses. Oh. Yeah. I think uh, Vince Neal's house was used uh, for many pornography shoots uh, back in the day. Gross. Uh, so a lot of them do it. Uh, okay. So they end up at this travel lodge. Now, travel lodge is pissed because they didn't get permission from the owners to, you know, film their fuck fest there. Well, of course. I mean, it's Travelodge, but come on, they're still not going to say, yeah, go ahead, fuck it up. Now we're finding out the details. Uh, Lacey Amour is the young oh. lady's name. She was the object of affection in this movie. Okay. You're like, wait a minute. Well, there has to be more, right? There's 28 people. It appears the movie was a 28-person gangbang. <laughs> Why stop at 28 and it's not make it a round number at 30 or 25? And the Travel Lodge, obviously, is, um, you know, upset because there was a fucking gangbang in their motel. Uh, now, Lacey would like to go on record and tell you just how hard is it to be a gangbang e If you have a gangbanger, right? Mm. Then you have a gangbang e Somebody's got to be in the middle, right? 23-year-old Lacey Amore says... Nobody takes my job seriously. (laughs) She also says she's constantly looked down upon because of her chosen profession. Maybe because she spent so much time on her knees. She says the same people who criticize her and judge her don't seem to own up to the fact that they are you. Uh Uh-oh, here's where she turns the mirror on us. We are using our bodies to make the CEO of the company that we work for rich. Why can't she use her body? To make herself rich. Touche, Lacey Amore. Touche. If you are curious, it's L-A-C-E-Y-A-M-O-U-R. She has loads of content, Jason, available for you to peruse on the internet. She says she's been turned down for bank accounts, business accounts, landlords, and others just because of how she earns a buck. 
They can turn you down for a bank account? I, 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 I don't know. Unless they think somehow the money is ill-gotten. You know, like a crime has been committed. <laughs> uh, she, she tweeted a day ago, I have an insane 18-person orgy scene hitting up my page this month. So apparently she went uh, 10 people above and beyond that. She said that... Um, she said that she works just as hard as any other entrepreneur, but not viewed, treated, or respected as such. Now she does add that she has some amazing friends. She has financial freedom, which means the gang bang pays. The gang bang giveth, and the gang bang taketh away. I'm looking right here. It looks like it does quite a bit of taketh away in this scene. Uh, she also says, hey, one of the pluses, when you're, uh, you can work any place in the world. That's right. You know what that means? The butt. <laughs> you could go anywhere you wanted to go, and you went into the ass. Uh, winter penis is a thing. It's for real. Less endowed men have been blaming the cold for their unfortunate size of their manhood for years. Why, some would say since the dawn of, of time itself. Or at least Seinfeld. I was in the pool. But it may not be an excuse after all. Doctors say winter penis really does happen. The shrinkage is all down to the body's natural reaction to cold weather. Yeah, your testicles are actually a pretty magical thing because it needs to be, I think it's a degree or two cooler than your body temp. So your testicles are designed to like go up and down depending on how close they need to be to your body to maintain that temperature. Any guy will tell you hot shower, cold shower. Yep. The old, uh, your winter penis, by the way, is only temporary. It does not cause any permanent damage. They say winter penis is ultimately... Neither a condition, nor is it an illness. Um, they say that it's basically just uh, the normal psychological response to the cold from the body. The body attempts to preserve its core internal temperature and protect the internal organs. It does this by purposely narrowing vessels that supply blood to the skin to prevent cooler blood from flowing back into the body, where it would cause the temperature around your vital organs to drop. All right, all that makes sense. It While it affects the size of the penis, um, what effects it has on the size of the penis, uh, sexual health experts have previously claimed that it will shrink your pecker 50%. 50%? 50% of your dong, boom, gone because of the cold. That right there, enough reason to pack it up and become a snowbird. I'm going where my dick is the largest year-round. Colder temperatures will reduce blood flow to the extremities, such as the toes, the nose, and yes, the penis. The toes, the nose, and the hose. Oh, who was it that got the frostbite on his... Uh, was that Prince William? Prince uh, Philip? Prince Harry. Prince Harry. He got the frostbite on his pecker, right? Yeah, he almost didn't attempt uh, attend Prince William's uh, wedding because he had a frozen dick. They say... Why are we? Why are penises more vulnerable to frostbite in extreme temperature conditions? Well, they have an answer for that too. They say, in general terms, if a man decided to stand naked in sub-zero temperatures, <laughs> the natural response for that area, uh, the scrotum, is to tighten. So, pulling the penis towards the body is general protection. They say it is a natural reflex. If a man decides to stand naked outside in sub-zero temperatures. Experts have previously warned that decreasing blood flow to the genitals caused by winter penis may also create friction with underwear, leading to physical discomfort. Oh, yeah, because you got a little pointer there. 
You don't have a hang down. You just got a little pointer. <laughs> uh, my underwear is chafing me. It's the worst. They winter say, is so uncomfortable. They say winter penis is a long way from major life-changing problems that can affect some men. So don't fucking worry about it. You get home, take a nice hot shower. Alleviate some of that winter dong. So why sex uh, Sex on the first day? Thumbs up or thumbs down? Thumbs up. Yeah, this is, uh, this is a one-sided question, huh? Save you money and time and effort for a second date. Relationship Wait, experts are defending why people have sex on the first date. Percentage of people that have done it on the first date. 40%. 49. 50% of us. Wow. Half of us have done it on the first date. They say there's no right time to have sex with a new partner, but going at it on the first date can quickly determine if you want to continue the relationship. Half, half, Jerry, say they've slept with someone on the first date with those who don't saying they prefer to establish an emotional connection before getting in bed. You know, the old concept of... Uh, hey, what if you sleep with somebody on the first date and you're like, yes, I'm all about a second date because that was fun. And she's like, no, because I know what I'm getting now. I'm going to tap out on this. And they say one of the concepts of not sleeping with someone on the first date, the old, you know, don't give away the milk for free. Or they won't respect me or they won't like me anymore if I give it up that quickly. I used to work with a girl who was in her 40s at the time, and she said she had a hard rule since her divorce that she wakes, she makes every guy wait 90 days. And we thought... Three months. Why, do, why deny yourself? <laughs> the relationship expert said that... What are you, dating monks? For some people, having sex right away is helpful in determining if they want a second date. Now, what are the top reasons why people don't have sex on the first date? Because they don't know that person very well. Conscious of STIs, sexually transmitted diseases, and pregnancy. I have a rule about not sleeping with someone on the first date. That's just it. They don't even have a reason. They just say, eh, it's my rule. I only have sex with people I have an emotional connection with. I don't believe in having sex on the first date again. Jumping back to number four, there aren't really a whole lot of reasons. Just that it's not my thing. And then number one is I don't feel comfortable having sex with someone I don't know very well. <laughs> so it's all it's just because you don't want to. Now right. here's where you can use this and exploit it to your own good. Why do people have sex on the first date? Because everything is new and thrilling. You just met this person. You're having a great time. It calms my nerves. <laughs> hey, no. you're, you're like, let's do it. Why don't we have sex first and then go about and get some dinner and a movie? Because I'll be real calm and chill after that. Number four is my favorite because this is funny because I don't think this is something you're introduced on the first date or let alone the first time you have sex. I like seeing if they accept my kinks. <laughs> Whoa. Hey, if, hey, if I say pee on me on the first date and she runs, then I know it wasn't meant to be. I feel like it makes you connect on a level, a sexual level quicker by doing it on the first date. You can see if you're sexually compatible right away. And the number one answer, half, more than half of people that have sex on the first date cited this as being number one. Why do you do it on the first date? It's fun. Because I enjoy it, they say. All right, since we're talking about kinks, some common sexual fantasies. And they are explained on why you have these sexual fantasies. They say fantasies are some of the most amazing things about the human brain and what we can uh, create, right? Sure. They say uh, with the right partner, you can explore those fantasies that you have. I don't think so. No. I, 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 you don't want to know what's going on inside this being of mine. And you can discover more about yourself. There's something everyone should do. Uh, you should be safe and uh, if the consensual opportunity presents itself, you should go with it. <laughs> if the opportunity presents itself, mm. 
Mm. Yeah, like me and uh, a couple of ladies are sitting around having some drinks and things are getting loosey-goosey. That's never going to fucking happen. No, that's her saying, um, do you have fantasies and would you like to tell me about them? That's the opportunity presenting itself. Um, they do say some fantasies do not need to be acted out. That's, that's good to know. Good to know. <laughs> yeah, you kind of know. You know, going through your mental Rolodex, you're like, this is never going to happen. That's never going to happen. But you can get closer to that fantasy by telling someone more about them. That someone, I assume, is probably a partner. Now, here are the sexual fantasies, the most common ones. I would hope it was a partner. It's kind of weird to unload something like that to somebody on a bus. Hey. Domination. All right. What's appealing about domination? I've always heard that if you are submissive in your real life, that domination is the fantasy and vice versa. Like if you're a real, you know, Finally, someone's not fucking me for once. Yeah, right. Or if, or if you're a right. real high-powered CEO type, like you like to be, you know, submissive, whipped and kicked on the balls and stuff. They say domination can be a vacation for someone whose responsibilities include taking care of others. Uh, it might not mean that you want to turn over full control, but it might be nice to play by someone else's rules for a change. That would make you the submissive. What about bondage? This ties in with the domination. This is why you have a bondage fantasy. I'm too free during my normal day. It enhances the feeling of power given and taken in dominance and submissive play. It's also, uh, it gives a mental release from responsibility. Oh, yeah, if you're tied up, you're like, oh, there's dick all I can do. I guess I have to go along with this. <laughs> but if you have a group sex fantasy. I don't know. I don't know Ooh. what that means about you. Hey, a recent study found that most participants were open to having a threesome. It's a very common fantasy for both dudes and women. Is it? And they say it is achievable with the right communication and ground rules. I don't know, dude. Going back to that girl at the beginning of the show. What if you have a gangbang fantasy? It says, hey, they want to distinguish. These aren't the same as group sex. <laughs> a gangbang is a different animal. What if you have a gangbang fantasy? I don't know if it's any guy's fantasy to be like in one of the multitudes of dudes lined up. Is it? I don't know. This is a fantasy where one person gets off on imagine oh, being worshipped by a group of people. Another person might get off on being used. No, oh, so standing in line is really isn't anybody's fantasy. The fantasy is always being, you know. Okay. Uh, that makes a little more sense. Yeah. You know, the sour candy at the middle of the gobstopper. That's what most people want to be. Yeah, it'd be a tall order to tell your wife that you want to be the 30th guy in a 30-man gangbang. You know, you know what my fantasy what? is? Number, number 11. <laughs> at, you know. <laughs> at, at, the, at that lady's butcher shop, I want to take the ticket that's 11. Yeah. And then I want six dudes to cut in line in front of me. Now, see, that's weird. Exhibitionism. If that's your fantasy, some people are titillated by the thought of being seen or even getting caught. It might come through in experiments with your camera phone or random flirts of nakedness, you know, just because. Okay, exhibitionism is a, is a fantasy. And so is voyeurism. What's the difference between the two? Exhibitionism is when you're doing the sex stuff, and voyeurism is when you're peeping on the sex stuff. Okay. I've heard. They say on the other side of that is voyeurism. When someone gets, oh, somebody gets off watching something that others might think are taboo. 
<laughs> like a 30-person gang banging a travel lodge. Uh, oh, Peeping Tom. Okay. It would be a Peeping Tom role play. Okay. Okay, and then here's the one that comes from way out of, way out in the outfield and then conks you in the back of the fucking head. We got domination. These are the fantasies. Domination, bondage, group sex, gangbangs, exhibitionism, voyeurism, and then alien sex. What? That's not like the others at all. They say alien sex. Some people get into the idea of being abducted. Oh, you want to be probed. A medical experimentation. It all boils down to people wanting to do things that are out of the norm and not what they're quote-unquote supposed to do. Wow. Do you want to watch X-Files and get fucking weird? They do say that there are dozens more to explore. They're easy to find. Find out the other things that people are fantasizing about and what it might mean and how you can pull it off if properly inspired. They got those long fingers and that almond-shaped head. Right. Me-lick, me-lick. Yeah, the big bulbous, you know, the head yeah. and the eyes. You know, a little glowing fingertip. Uncool, man. Uncool. I never thought about it, but E.T. does remarkably look like a penis. <laughs> Weird. You gotta ride in a basket in front of a bike. It's very emasculating. A woman was caught with a crack pipe. Mm. Uh, she was arrested for... Uh, 57-year-old Camilla was arrested on a warrant for failing to appear in court in connection with a prior arrest for stealing from the Walmarts. Don't you always think, like, 50s, that's the cutoff for doing crack? I think, like, 40-something, probably. Yeah, every time I hear about somebody in their 50s or 60s doing crack or coke, I just think, you're really pushing it, man. This woman was uh, being booked, and officers noticed that there was something unusual as she walked through a full-body scanner. And lo, there was a tube. Gross. They had to strip search her. Officer noticed a glass pipe protruding from her... Vagina. Hey, sanitary. Oh, God. Realizing she had been caught, this woman pulled the crack pipe out, threw it on the floor, then stepped on it to destroy the evidence. Yeah, you'll never be able to prove anything, Copper. We, we do. It's just in more pieces. I see it. It's right there. That 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 That's it. Right there. When questioned about it, she told police it was low, not a crack pipe, but instead it was a... Weed pipe? Sex toy that she had been using over the course of the day. Gross. Uh, sadly, they tested the smashed glass and the There's drug residue. residue all over, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, it was filled with drug residue. She was arrested for introducing contraband into a facility and tampering with evidence because she stomped on it. These always blow my fucking mind. You're like, you just can't leave the crack pipe at home or in the car. Like, never, it's that easy. You never know when you might need it. Yeah. You know, it's like taking your reading glasses with you throughout the day. I don't know. I might have to read something. I'm going to have to have a little toke to get right before I go into court. Fort Myers, Florida. Police say a man squeezed through a small window to get into the Joe's Crab Shack at about 2.30 a.m. the other night. What's the last time you've even seen a Joe's Crab Shack? It's been years. That's the one where they give you, they put the, they put you in that paper hat and they write something stupid on there. Yeah, that's like it. I eat a lot of dick. That's I'm a dinosaur. I eat think, a lot of dick. I think that's Dick's last resort. Okay. I think Joe's Crab Shack's like a little more family friendly, but I think the last time I went to one was about geez twenty years ago. All right. Well, this guy squeezed in through a small broken window into the Joe's Crab Shack at two thirty a.m. and then pooped on the floor. Oh. Security cameras show the man walking around the restaurant, stealing several several items. That's good. He stole some alcohol. He stole a hat. 
Yeah. This is my Joe's Crab Shack hat. It's a bucket hat. Looks good. And then they watched him take a dump on the floor. <laughs> they're like, they're sitting there reviewing the tape like, uh-huh. Uh, hey. uh, 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 oh, no. Police release screenshots and two videos on their <laughs> Facebook page in hopes that somebody knows the guy and will provide his name. <laughs> and then here we are with another burglary that involves leaving your droppings behind. Somebody broke into an office. In the great state of Washington, they took a, an iPad, a laptop, and a charging cable. Okay. okay. There shouldn't be two charging cables because I know the iPad and the... And the uh, they, they don't exactly share a cable. But they said uh, if that wasn't bad enough... Oh, they merged the stolen Apple laptop with their Apple account. Ooh. And that's going to ding you. You'll be able to tell who it is. Yeah. All you have to do is try. Oh, but they also left DNA evidence behind when they pooped in a sink. What is wrong with people? Why a sink? I assume if there's a sink there, there's a toilet nearby. Maybe it was just like a, a tall sink and they could just lean back and kind of let it go. Is that what's crazy about when you're burglarizing somebody? Do your nerves get the best of you sometime and you, you just have to go? I mean, you're always thinking, what? Don't leave a trace behind. Don't leave a trace behind. You're like, I'll just take a shit right here, though. Carl, can you hold it till we get out of here? You know I, I, I can't. You know I get the nervous poops. Right. Police reporter said the suspect. Oh, he washed his hands. Good. In the shitty sink. I guess. That's disgusting. <laughs> a little poop floating around in there. Uh, so the police have the DNA evidence. They hope to connect someone with said dropping DNA. And then uh, obviously they should get their stuff back. Uh, they are asking, though, if it happens to be you. Uh, wash your hands again and come down to the station, return the stolen goods, and discuss your options to save everybody some time, say police. Oh, yeah. Hey, turn yourself in. I'd be like, fuck you. Come yeah. find me. That stinks. If you got to go to work the next morning, no pun intended, but you got to go to work the next morning, and you're like, all right, cool. It's another fucking terrible day at work, but here we go. Oh, man. Somebody pooped in the sink. Hey, when I worked at the gas station, people would go in there and shit all over the fucking walls. That's awful. Yeah. And you you had no choice. You're like, someone's got to fucking clean it up. And it was either me or the other person. So we'd... Did you just take a hose to it? No, because it was like, we had one really nice... It was about half the size of this studio. So it was a decent sized bathroom with one toilet. And you just knew, man. Toward the end of my time at the gas station, you fucking knew when someone was in there clowning around because they'd hustle right in. And then all of a sudden you wouldn't hear anything from them, and then they just leave and go immediately to their vehicle. And they're like you fucking, they they shit, and it was like those weird like. Food. That's why you need a two man team because you need one guy to go to the automobile to get them, get them on video, and get the license plate number, while the other person goes and checks and sees what sort of shenanigans were going on. Uh, like there was, are one, you a wall crapper? There was one time where it was like an old person, and you felt bad because oh. a, a little piece of turd fell out as they got into the bathroom, and you're like, this is going to be a disaster. So we would just alternate. Like, if I took it on the chin and I did to do the shit duty one day, <laughs> the next time somebody shit in there, it was like whoever the next, whoever the other person was. I'm like, I did the shit the last time, man. Uh, I guess your turn to clean up the dookie. I would say, oh, man, worst, I quit. And the worst part was, it was a really nice bathroom. It was like, you know, clean. It smelled good. It was nicely appointed. But we had those white food service kitchen walls from like the four foot mark down because if someone smudged their shitty fingers all over it, you could just easily wipe it off. See, that's what I would do. I just take it in there, I take a hose, put a drain in the middle, I'd be like, yep, this is how we live now. Yeah, awful. All right, so there you go. There's the uh, podcast for this week. Again, every episode is available jlnkshow.com. We'll see you next Tuesday. Podcast. 
podcasts by Federated Media.